three, two, one. Here we go! Oh yeah! Good people, welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. It is September 21st, 2001, and it is Takeout Tuesday, meaning we're going to dive into the leftovers from that beautiful, yes, I like ugly, beautiful wins from Sunday against the Chargers. And then I'm going to take a look at the most impactful unit, in my opinion, on the defense side of the ball and really get into the details of that. So that's what I want to talk about with y'all today. We'll also hit the Twitter streets. Twitter's funny. It's a fun place. It can be a fun place. It can be a cesspool. But I really do think it's about how you filter it. How you filter it. So we'll hit those Twitter streets. And then, of course, we'll open up the phone lines for you guys. Remember, get in where you can fit in. Phone lines, 351-999-3787. I'll try not to keep you guys too, too long today, too, too long, and make it a smooth show. Usually it's smooth, but we don't want to go two, three hours a day, right? So we'll do that. We'll do that. All right, guys. Now we got those out, that thing out the way. Make sure if you have not yet checked out A to Z Sports Dallas, you go over to or A to Z Sports Dallas.com. You go over and check that out. Uh, Facebook as well, Instagram, Twitter, and here on YouTube. A to Z Sports Dallas on YouTube will be here every morning, 8 a.m.-ish, 8 p.m.-ish Central Time for myself and Mauricio Rodriguez. Um, Again, if you don't know who I am, Will Skywalker still follow me on Twitter. We'll get into those Twitter streets. My guy Jesse's funny that everybody else kind of just won in. But it it, it was good. It was a good uh, reaction we had there. So I I hope that uh, you guys will enjoy that segment later on. What's going on, Professor O? Let's get some shout-outs here. Joshua Magaha, Stevie McDermott, God, Holo, Ono. I'm not even going to try. But what's up, brother? St- Stephen White, James, Rudy, Jesse. Ibrahim? Um, I think I got that right. Ibrahim? Below Heavens, Aaron, Devin, David C., Alejandra, how you doing? B. Bird, the OG, Antoine, one of the many Antoines that's up in here. What's up, brother? Jeremy. And the many, many more coming through. Matt Goddix, what's up, man? Dom Pops is up in here. AJ, let's get this thing rolling. Y'all know how I do it. Every time I say it, I'm going to keep on saying it. If you miss it, hashtag run it back. That's what we do. And check it out on the podcasting platforms. I'll put the audio up there. Shout out to Adam all the way from the UK. Whew, man, fans everywhere, man. Fans everywhere. What's up, Jack? We got two Jacks just jumping up in here. My guy, Fresh Fade, Tino, No Name, and everyone that's going to continue to build up in here. But all right, before we jump into the roundup, let's kind of talk about just a little bit about Monday Night Football yesterday. I caught like three and a half, three quarters. I ain't gonna lie to you. It got out of hand. I, I went to bed. But uh, it looks like A Rod is back. All right, look, I ain't gonna do that. I'm not gonna sit here and act like Aaron Rodgers didn't. He wasn't, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Dude has some ridiculous throws, man. Oh my gosh. There's times I put it on Twitter. I said, there's times Aaron Rodgers. Reminds you that he has this just a sick, nasty arm, man. It's annoying because he usually does it against the Cowboys. But, uh, yeah, hat tip to, to, the, to the Packers. Handling business. That's what they were supposed to do. But, again, 
took a look around the league. You know, the Packers were, were supposed to be this supreme squad in the NFC. I said this after week one, even with the Cowboys losing. I said after week one. It's early. You know, it's early, but where where are the juggernaut powerhouses that are supposed to strike fear? Besides Tampa. I mean, Tampa, I think they're the most complete team. But, I mean, like, where are all these teams that Dallas can't get with? In the NFC at the very least. I'm not seeing it, man. I'm not seeing it. So, uh, so far. So, what I'm trying to say is Dallas is trying to get its footing with all these new players, coaches, schemes, things like that on defense side of the ball. And a lot of these other teams, they're returning. Same coaches, same players. They're supposed to be in, in quote-unquote midseason form, right? But uh, Dallas is not. And if they find their footing, I think they belong in that conversation in the NFC. And it's very early. And that's why I'm not going beyond that. I'm just saying conversation. But again, I'm looking around the NFC and I'm just not, I'm not super impressed right now. Early though, early. Fresh said, not afraid of any of these teams, especially if our defense keeps improving. Uh, why did Rodgers look like an addict, says AJ, in recovery on the podium? I don't know. You know, that's Aaron Rodgers for you, man. That's Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, though, like, like yes, that team, like the Packers team is still, the Packers team looks like Aaron Rodgers or bust. I know I, I'm not going to keep doing that all year. I promise y'all, but it kind of does. Uh, shout out to Aaron Jones. Got me some fantasy points. But uh, T-Max says there are no powerhouse teams in my opinion. It feels that way. I mean, besides Tampa, like I, f- I feel like Tampa is the most complete team. But the Cowboys went toe-to-toe with them. So what's that tell you? Matt Owen says through two weeks, the Cardinals may, may be the toughest team in the NFC on our schedule. I said it yesterday, Matty. I said it yesterday. Something about Kyler Murray just makes my skin crawl because he's a jitterbug. And he makes he makes big plays. So yeah, that that again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit the Cardinals either, but I mean they're, they're giving up big points as well. But anyway, man, it's early. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, now we got that out the way. Let's jump right into it. About that time. It's time for it's time for the morning roundup round them up boys so we'll start the morning roundup with kind of where we left off in the begin in the middle of the roundup yesterday we got the i want to call it full diagnosis on amari cooper bruised ribs so it is true it is the bruised ribs ribs and mccarthy came out and said something that we said yesterday an extra day of rest. He's likely not going to pra- try to practice until Thursday. Uh, and something to keep an eye on. You know, you don't want to go into this Eagles game without Amari Cooper. Granted, did you guys see the Eagles injury situation? Like, I, As I'm watching the game, I don't have the broadcast on. I was setting up on Sunday. So I, I couldn't hear what was going on. But wow, they're, you know, Brandon Graham is out. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow and throughout the week. Brandon Brooks. Their guard is out, Pro Bowl guard, Pro Bowl defensive end. Um, that could spell trouble. Now, they have a deep rotation at defense on a defensive line, but Brandon Graham usually gives the 
Cowboys fits. So I'm not sure if you guys heard of all that, but uh, yeah, that's big for them. That's big for them. That's why you kind of want to have Amari Cooper, right? If their pass rush can't get there, you want Coop to eat up whoever it is, Darius Slay, whoever the cornerback is on the other side. Slay and Coop usually battle each other, but I, I still feel like Coop gets the best of a lot of these DBs. It's just a matter of the ball goes that way. But I think the bruised ribs explains why things may have not went towards Coop on Sunday. I, I watched some of the All-22. <sighs> I can put this. He didn't show that he was hobbled, but he came out and stated that the bruised rib situation showed it came from the Bucks game. Hmm. Yes, and Jack said Zach Ertz is on the COVID list, so he probably won't play either. So the, again, man, this schedule, this schedule is lining up for Dallas to stack wins. And I won't get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll stay week to week. But we said it week one. Tom Brady and Herbert were going to be your two biggest test quarterback wise. After that, man, you got to be able to take advantage when you have the advantage at the quarterback position. You should win the game if your defense isn't historically bad. What's up, Miss Sheila? Oh. No name says he thinks that Hurts about to run all over us. Uh, we'll see, because Micah might not my, Micah might have something to say about that. He might have something to say about that. Oh, uh, Randy Gregory is back in the building on Wednesday per Mike McCarthy. That is great news. Again. Brandon Brooks is out. Not saying that he's going to be going up against them, but offensive line has to get shaken up, moved around. That could help with getting Gregory back. And something that I may bring up here, if, if we get to the second block of the show today, with Randy Gregory back and with how impressive Michael Parsons look, we, we kind of played around with it yesterday with, the, with you guys. Do you keep Micah at DE? I say no this week. I actually like Mike. Again, this is a matchup thing, and he talked about it yesterday. I like Micah back at the mic because he can he can spy Hurts when needed, right? Or you could blitz him. But this might be one of those situations where you rely more upon the big nickel to blitz or someone else because I don't I don't really trust anybody else to spy Justin Herbert. And trust me, you're going to have to. Or not just that's Justin Herbert. Uh, <laughs> To spy the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And you're going to have to, man. The dude's going to take off. He's going. He had 91 rush yards, I think, last week. So I, I like Micah in that role. I like Gregory getting after. Because Gregory can give you that speed, that closing speed from the pass rush department. And with with uh, Brandon Brooks out, maybe Osa Digizua builds on that momentum and gives you that interior pressure because you're going to need it. And then the Cowboys are number one. Let me ask you guys in the chat. <laughs> Alejandro said, let AB spy. Before I get to that, Cowboys number one. Do you? Yeah, Brian, bro, Brian, you're like in my head. I was just about to say, do you call upon CJ Goodwin again? I don't think so. I think last year you had a slower defense. You had a, a different personnel-wise defense. What? No name. Hurts is definitely, listen, Hurts, or no name. Hurts is fast. He's faster than 99% of the people on the defense. I mean, maybe A.B. And, and Micah Parsons, but other than that. Anyway, here we go, Eddie. Cowboys are number one. Cowboys are number one in turnovers. If I were to tell you that 
the Cowboys are going to be number one in something coming into the season after week two, I don't think I'd have said turnovers. I'm going to just be completely honest with you. Be completely honest with you. Does that surprise you? You can tell me in the chat. Does it surprise you? Is it is, is it something you expected? Because to me, it does surprise me. Regardless of all the positivity coming out of training camp with Dan Quinn, with the speed, things like that, it's just something about the Cowboys organization and turnovers that just don't correlate. It, I don't know what it is, man. I truly don't. And I get it. Yes, last year they finished top 10 in turnovers. I, I completely – that to me is bull crap because they got the turnovers against three of the worst quarterbacks that they played last year of Hurts, uh, Beathard, I think. It might, it might have even been Beathard against the Niners. And then whoever the hell the quarterback was for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but I really think these turnovers are different. I talked about it yesterday, and we're going to talk about it today. I believe this feels different. It is different. And there's this unit that is anchoring this defense right now. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. James says he's very surprised. Oh, no name. We we would totally disagree here with Justin or Jalen Hurts. Um, Sheila says, yes, I'm surprised. Of course. No, no name. He's not. Why are we bring that's like Lamar and Kyler? No, he's not Lamar and Kyler. Like, we know that. Those guys are different. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts is a legitimate rushing threat. I, I don't know what you're watching to assume otherwise. I don't I really don't understand what you're watching. To assume that he's not. Uh Eddie says, yes, I'm a little surprised. Dan Quinn's yes, Dan Quinn. I think that's the reason. Rudy being number one, yes, it does surprise me. Primetime says, I'm surprised they're causing turnovers instead of being handed turnovers. That's the one, Primetime. And that's why I think it's not going to stop. And we'll get to that unit. But let me get into the phone lines real quick. 972, you early. That's what's up, man. 972, what it is, what it do. 972, going once. Oh, hey, I'm here. What's up, bro? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Oh, this is the this is D-Town Matt. It's not that crazy Florida Matt, so I'm not going to come in here with that nonsense. But <laughs> I just – I want to make sure because I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard it from any anybody else yet, man. Okay. Has anybody given Terrence Steele his flowers yet, bro? You must you, – you, you must have not been here yesterday. You must have missed the show. I was – I wasn't here. Okay. So did, did, did he get some flowers? Yes, he got his. He got it. He all was invited right. to the right. he, the grown folk table at the cookout, brother. Uh, good for good for Terrence Steele, man. I felt so happy that he didn't just suck so bad like he did last year. I was gonna feel so bad. He did because everybody's expecting him to suck. Yeah. And he he held it up. He didn't do great, but he didn't look like he did last year, and that's all I care about. No, no, you're right, and. and, and I went back and I watched the tape, like not the the broadcast view, uh, the all twenty two view. Very, I, I had to skim through the offense because I had to find something. Uh, so I'll do the offense later today. I did the defense mostly last night, and I I wanted to find a couple reps where he's one on one with Joey. Yo, Terrence still held his own, not just once but a few times on Joey Bosa. Uh, to the point where there's certain fans, and it's calm down, guys. There's certain fans out there screaming for Lyle Collins to move to back to left guard and keep Terrence Steele at right tackle. Slow down. 
No. Yeah, real, Lyle Collins is still real, 10 times better than Steele, but let, this is great to see. This is good to get Steele's uh, confidence level uh, rising moving forward. He he played well, man. He had help, For sure. but he played well. One of those games where the things that you were looking to have happen happened, right? Your defense stepped up when it was when it's depleted, made plays, got takeaways, got turnovers, you know, and, and your offense was able to get it done. Right, I think that was more. It wasn't concerning, but that was the down point for me of the game. Was we didn't score enough points as as far as what I wanted to score, as far as what I expected us to do. But then again, you have to think that's a good defense, right? So if on a good defense, we're still able to score enough and get down the field and, and win the game. You know, what I mean, what else can you really ask for? Yeah, I didn't really have them score. I mean, tw- I had a twenty-seven points, so that was there was a touchdown off. But I didn't have this as like a, a big shootout, a thirty-point performance because of the way that. The um, Chargers play defense. They're gonna. They're not gonna let you get big plays. And if you looked at the Bucks game, the Cowboys got big chunk plays, big chunk touchdowns um, against them. So I, I kind of looked at it the other way, where they're gonna have to methodically move down the field and they're gonna have to c- come come through, come through clutch in the red zone. They did that. They were two for three. But um, yeah, I thought the offense did enough. I think because the offense have been better. Yeah, but again, this is gonna be a week to week thing where. The styles make the fight, and the style this week was running the ball, so it was going to be a bit slower. Yeah, absolutely, man. Overall, I think it was I think it was a good win. I think it was a win we needed to get, uh, especially coming off a week one loss and, and moving forward into you know it's time to build those winning streaks, right? Because that's how you, momentum is everything in football. So right. getting that momentum started early is important. No, oh, you're right, man. You're right. You got a chance. Right, the, the schedule, you, the schedule slow. Appreciate you too, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you got a, a great chance to build on some momentum, uh, in my opinion, coming up. Uh, Stephen White said, I had the boys 34-26, close to what I guessed with the Bucks. Bosa is a beast. Yes, Bosa is a beast, Tino. Absolutely. Lemon highlights, or Lemon highlights, says, put Lyell at guard and you're a better running team. Uh, I mean, put Lyell at guard and, and then what? Terrence Steele at right tackle? I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not. I'm just not there yet. Now, I so Terrence still is going to get five games to have five games of film and 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 maybe to further accentuate what you're saying, right? Oh, let's move him to right tackle, move like up. But I still don't think that's going to happen unless Steele was just flat out exceptional. You know what I mean? If he if he's looking like Lyle or better than Lyle, then it's a conversation. But right now, I don't think that's a legit conversation. Lyle Collins is ten times better than, than Terrence Steele, and for as much flack as we are, you know, everyone gives Connor Williams. Connor Williams has been fine. You know, like Connor Williams hasn't. Cowboys ran for almost two hundred yards. How much better do you, you know what I mean? Like how much better do you want to be? Three hundred yards. I, Connor Williams. Ain't the issue right now. I think he's not the weak link on this offensive line. Unfortunately, it's your fourth-round pick center. And, and again, he's young. We'll see how that builds. But right now, your center is the weak link. Like, I'm not saying he's a terrible player. I'm just saying, of the one through five, your center is the guy that you have to have questions about. Not really Connor at this moment, right now. Like, we know how Connor can get, right? <laughs> but he's, he's playing better at guard. Uh, Shannon says, still is the future. If he plays good. Remember, we talked about it at the beginning of the season uh, and offseason. There is someone in that 
organization, and this is per Nick Eatman, that has said they believe Terrence Steele is a future starting tackle. So maybe that's why they're they're holding on and they're riding this potential with Terrence Steele. Parker W says Biotish is the blinking light. Tizzy asks, how did Malik Hooker look to you on film? And, and we're going to get to that. That's that's one of the units we're going to get to. Um, I thought Hooker looked, for his first game back, his real first action back, I thought he looked good. He made a tackle for loss. Um, he, he and, and honestly, he played in the box more than I expected him to. And I thought he handled himself well. There are some plays where, you know, he's not really, I ain't trying to put my nose in there, but there were plays where he did as well. So I thought he played well. I, I thought he would be on the, the roof more. But that is not look, look, KZ ain't giving that up. And we'll get to that. I don't wanna I don't wanna jump in here, but KZ guys. I'm just saying. Tyrone says, I still think Lyell is better better at left guard than right tackle. I I would disagree. You know, he I would disagree. I, I think I think Lyell Collins proved, didn't he, in 2019, he's a top ten right tackle. Possibly a top 10 tackle, period. Like, Lyell proved to be an anchor on that side. His rookie year, and Lyell had a lot of highlight plays as a rookie at guard. A lot of them. I think it was his rookie year. Yeah, it was rookie year. But he also he also had some plays where you're like, okay, this is a young guy. It, he was fun to watch. He was fun to watch. But Lyell Collins, I think, is fine at right tackle, guys. He, he, he's a, in my opinion, if he's healthy, and that's the problem right now is health, right? If he's healthy, I think he has a chance to be a pro bowl, right? Tackle. And I don't think you jeopardize that, right? Like you, you continue to keep them out there and you have bookends to protect Dak Prescott. Uh, Matty O professor hooker had two missed tackles, but I thought it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good first game. It was Chris Davis asks about Collins. Has he always played right tackle? No, he played left guard his rookie year. And Clutch asked about the NFL Game Pass. Let me just get this out of the way. For whatever reason, the NFL is still have not put out the Game Pass. I get the Game Pass a different way, but but I, I don't know why. I'm waiting for it to come back as well. I, I enjoy just going on there and being able to, to plug in players and, 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 and downs and distances and things like that and, and watch the film. So once it comes up, I'll let you guys know, but I'm pretty sure you'll figure it out because Twitter don't play. Twitter don't play. Speaking of Twitter... Before we jump into the defensive backfield, the Twitter streets are very interesting and fun. Um, if you guys aren't following me, go on there and follow me, man. Ask Skywalker still, or just get on Twitter, period, if you're a sports fan. I don't know how you're not if you're a sports fan. But um, anybody that was at Texas Live or wasn't at Texas Live and got a chance to see the game-winning reaction, Jesse filmed me and... Maybe you'll get a kick out of it, but it was fun. I know I'm not the only one in Cowboys Nation that felt this way or did this or whatever, right? So check this out.
I know I'm not the only one who has that reaction, right? Like, I can't be. <laughs> but the jokes didn't stop there. My guy David Hellman and many other people, DMV was the first one to do this. <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all, man. I can't sit down. I literally sit down maybe for seven to ten plays. That's just how I am. I don't know what to tell y'all, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But I had tweeted, this is why I love Texas Live, because y'all allow me to do this, and no one cares. No one cares that I go crazy. No one cares that I'm running around. He didn't even get the worst one. The worst part was when I thought, and I swear he still missed it, when I thought that the kicker for the Chargers missed the game-tying kick. By the, on the tail end of that kick, I'm running out, high-fiving some random dude. I'm running out of a Revolver Brew House. I'm hype. Got my, my t- I don't think I had my towel at that time. I'm just, I'm just hype. Y'all know me. I, I'm, I'm hype like that. And I come back in, and Jesse is just bugging. I'm like, what's so funny, man? We, Cowboy's about to win. He's like, he made the field goal. <laughs> so I'm like, what? No way. So And then I looked at one of the uh, all-22 views of that field goal. I still don't think he made that field goal. Stephen White says, you're a meme now. <laughs> Y'all funny. Um, it was had to watch that kick. Yeah, man. Meme Skywalker up. They did meme me up, man. They meme me up. Jack said he lost his fantasy game. Okay, look, I'm at the I'm prime time. I do the same thing. Matt said I went I went crazy. Brandon said that's that was me. AJ said I jumped off the couch. All right, cool. So y'all with me. We family. Y'all with me. I'm just making sure because sometimes, you know, I'll be like, damn, am I the only one that's like this? Let me calm down. But it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Anybody that watched the um, game streams last year, that was the calmest I've ever been in the last, like, 10 years watching the Cowboys. And I had to because I didn't want things falling apart. So I'm just glad I can go back to being a diehard, crazy fan watching these games. What's up tomorrow? <laughs> Jacob said, I owe my wife a new coffee mug. I dropped hers off the chair and broke it. Hey, man. Hey. Brian said, we already saw you go crazy when you were doing play-by-play. Yeah. And I had to be controlled. I was confined in a box in the play-by-play last year. I, I, I couldn't move around due to wires and whatnot. I love it at Texas Live. I could run around a whole damn facility and everybody else is going nuts. So come on out, man. If you're, if you're in the DFW area, I promise you, make it down here once or twice with me and Jesse at the Revolver Brew House. It is a blast. Monday night against the Eagles is going to be fantastic. And if you can't make it there, then join us in the pre-halftime or post-game shows. And we're going we're gonna to have fun, man. We have a lot of fun with these things. I have a lot of fun with these things. So check us out. My guy Jay Tuck said, my heart rate monitor was at 128. <laughs> it's crazy oh my lady michelle said i got a high five so hard it stung for minutes you know what's funny about that when i did high five you i immediately said damn i know that probably hurt her because i i'm i'm real into it man i'm real into it but all right guys we got we went on the twitter streets we had some fun with that segment let me know if y'all want that to stick around we'll we'll we'll, uh dive into some of these twitter because some of these tweets are a little bit funny man a little bit quirky but i thought that one was fun and uh, I told I told David Hellman, if I see that one more time, if I see somebody meme me one more time. Shut up. 
Say it again. Say something now. Oh, say something now. Meme it, meme it. Say something. Meme it, meme. All right, y'all. Let's jump into the real news for today, or the real block of today. Really, the the one block I want to focus on. Now, y'all can call in and talk about whatever y'all want to talk about, but Sky, I want to talk about this today. And that's the defensive backs. We talked briefly about it yesterday, about how impressive they have been. We talked about the turnovers a little bit. And as I'm talking about this, I had no idea they were number one in turnovers. So they lead the league in with, with six turnovers, and let's be real, right? It could easily be seven or eight. We're talking about we're talking about the uh J. Ron curse interception. Bull crap that they call back. Dorrance Armstrong could add a pick. J. Ron Curse could add another pick. So like this this defense is flying. They're just flying around. And I think they're being anchored by the defensive backfield. I do. So my question to you. Who is the most impactful defensive back? Or who has been the most impactful defensive back? Comment DK for KZ. JK for Curse. TD for Trevon Diggs. And we'll go through all these guys and we'll break down a little bit of the tape. I mean, we won't even break down. We'll just play a little bit of the tape. And we'll start with DeMonte KZ. DeMonte KZ, and I, can't, I, I really can't express this enough because if you look at the stat sheet, for DeMonte KZ, you might be like, what are you talking about, man? He, he hasn't had that many tackles, that many pass breakups. That's not it. Watch his responsibilities. Watch how collected he is back there. This isn't Darian Thompson back there. This isn't, uh, who's the other kid? Wood, Woodson, or not Woodson, um, Woods. This isn't Woods back there playing 75%. KZ is just so sure of, of himself in this scheme, and he knows what he's doing. He's keeping all the responsibilities in front of him, and he's playing the correct depth. And I know I'm getting passionate about safety because I love safety. It's a position I play. It's a position I like. It's my favorite position on the field because everything's in front of you. You're the last line of defense, and you can technically make the most plays. That's why I always say I don't care about safety, your safety being 4-2, 4-3. Because if you're smart enough, you can be four, five, four, six, and still make plays. So, Demonte KZ, if you're into PFF grades, is 74.1 overall, which is 10th in the league right now. Has a forced fumble and an interception, and he's been super clutch. Because both of those have been in the red zone on possessions that could have either put the game away or made it more difficult for the Cowboys to win the game. So I'll read some of y'all's before I move on. A lot of TD. Diggs, TD, TD, TD. J-Ron, Kurt, Steve, Matt. A lot of TD. Adrian with DK. T-Max is all the above. Yeah, all of them have definitely been been, uh, great. But I'll give you my top performer, if you want to say that, at the end. TD, Steve White. My guy Frost 717 says Diggs. All says Jack. TD. A lot of TD. So right now, it looks like the chat is saying Trevon Diggs. Jacob with the... Okay, Jacob. I'm going to get you off the screen talking about AB. So I'll, I'll jump to Diggs. Okay. I'll jump to Diggs. A lot of people are saying Diggs. And honestly, it's hard to be mad if you say Diggs, right? Leads the team in interceptions. 
when they try to pass towards him, he has a 42 passer rating. So you're honestly probably more like better off just throwing the ball in the ground <laughs> sometimes. But no. And he's third in the NFL with the 42.1 passer rating. Diggs definitely deserves to be up there because he's a guy like we talked about. Can You can put him on your one and you can live with it. But here's why I'm going to say no on Diggs. And me and Mel talked about a little bit on Twitter. If Mel's in here, shout out to you. He says he's a little a little bit of Marcus Peters, and I didn't get a chance to agree with you. It's true. He is a little bit of Marcus Peters in him because he's going to try to jump these routes. He's going to try to get his hands on the ball, but he may give up the quote-unquote big play every now and again. And yesterday, remember when I said that Diggs is invited to the cookout, and if you guys don't know the cookout I'm talking about, I'll show you the cookout I'm talking about. You know, I said that Diggs was invited to the cookout. You know, Terrence Steele was there. Dan Quinn was there. Tony Pollard was there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody there having a good time, drinking a 40, playing the spades. But I also said Diggs is that guy that I have to switch out when I'm playing spades as a partner because he's falling asleep at the table in that second half of the game. You know, I'm trying to collect these books. You too busy looking over at the lady in the orange shirt with the, 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 the uh, Nassau. You know what I'm saying? You over there looking at her. You fell asleep. Boom, we lost two books. And that's what happened with Diggs in the Sunday's game. He kind of fell asleep a few plays, and he gave up uh, that long play to, uh, what's his name, Kellen, or Allen, Keenan Allen. But he still is CB1, no doubt about it, trending to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league, in my opinion. However... J-Ron Curse is my answer. J-Ron Curse has just been... I, I, I'm Listen, man. Honestly, I talked about it yesterday. If Micah Parsons is your weapon X, J-Ron Curse is your weapon Z. And here are all these guys from, from the game. If J-Ron Curse is your weapon X... I'm sorry, if... Michael Parsons is your weapon next. Jeremiah Curse is your weapon Z. And I and I and I stand on that. I absolutely stand on that. Make sure I don't get this messed up. So Curse right now actually leads the team in tackles with 16, according to PFF. He has four stops, two pass breakups, and he is everywhere on the field, literally, lining up. On the line of scrimmage, lining up in the box, lining up deep, free safety, strong safety. He he's a true weapon in a conversation we're going to have to have. I'm just be real. <laughs> what do you do with Donovan Wilson? Oh man, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. What do you do with Dono when he comes back? I'm I'm torn, guys. Be real with you. I'm torn. Call to help me out. 351-999-3787. Brandon says JK. I think Steven, Steven White and Stevie Mack might have said uh, JK as well. No one thought he would be this impactful, says C. Burleson. Yes. Yes. Now, again, I, we talked about it yesterday briefly. Donovan Wilson has similarities just like this. He had games like this. He, he was the playmaker last year. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. But the one thing that Curse has over uh, Donovan Wilson is he has the size. 
and I should have queued it up here, but Dan Quinn talked about that size. He talked about that versatility um, with the defenses, and they mentioned this in the beginning of the season or in preseason. You want to be able to have versatile defenders to go up against offenses week to week because these offenses are not going to be the same. I mean, look at this. I like this play right here. He didn't even make the play, but he's taking on a tight end, rushing up the field, getting the pressure, and he did that twice. I, I think he was given one pressure on Sunday, but he had a few pressures, and this was the best pressure right here that should have resulted in an interception. I mean, he's just so impactful. And for a guy who's only played, I believe, 70%, 67, I think it was, percent of the snaps in the first two games. Granted, he played in almost all of them yesterday or two days ago. He leads the team in tackles. I think it's impressive, guys. I think it's impressive. Uh, Tino said, who played the most snaps at linebacker? Um, I believe LVE and Jalen played roughly 50% of the snaps on Sunday because of Michael Parsons having to play defense end. But those are your two guys. But Professor O might know. Uh, Professor O says, I had so many people argue with me when I had curse on my 53 three weeks ago. If you watch, yeah, if you watch training camp though in preseason, I don't think that who's arguing with common sense. That stuff be killing me. <laughs> it's like yesterday when somebody said he got into some arguments with people saying that TP is more explosive than Zeke. Well, yeah. Y'all got to start filtering who y'all following, man, and who y'all talking to. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, Brian said 2-7 is a player for show. Absolutely. J-Ron Curse Parsons look like ballers, says Don. DJ said, watch the video of you celebrating Zert Lines winning field goal. I was the same. Hey, man. Yeah. Brian says, you don't rush Donovan Wilson back. Let that groin heal. That's how I'm feeling. But but Fresh had brought it up. What do you do? I get it. What do you do, though, when he comes back? That's the question. And... Quinn talked about Big Nickel. For those that don't know, Big Nickel is just essentially three safeties on the field, one playing the nickel closer to the line of scrimmage. And that's what Curse essentially is doing. And we talked about, hey, well, hey, did you bring in Jabril Cox? You know, I'm saying, really, why at, at this point? Because he's literally going to play the position that Curse is going to play. Unless you're like, nah, bring in Jabril Cox for LVE or bring in Cox for Jalen Smith. And that's a different conversation. You know, I, I'm not going to argue with you there, but if it's to come in and play that kind of hybrid role just to get him matched up on uh, tight ends and things like that, I say, why? J-Ron Curse is proven to be good at that. He's pr- so far, at least, right? And now it's going to be a tough task on Sunday. He's got Goddard coming up. Right? And that's going to be a tough task. Zach Ertz is out, so that'll help the Cowboys a little bit. Captain America says Donovan Wilson is physical. Yes, he is. Thank you, Professor. I knew you'd have it. So Jalen played the most snaps at linebacker with Keanu Neal and then LVE uh, with 37. So so 54 for Jalen, 51 for Keanu Neal, 37 for LVE. Yeah, Keanu, Keanu Neal had an interesting game because somebody asked me yesterday. He made some some impact plays, literally, like, physically. Uh, but he also, I think, he missed a few plays as well. But overall, I think the linebackers played fine enough. I think the linebackers were fine. Chris says Jalen hasn't been bad. No, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't bad. I mean, week one, 
he he wasn't as good as what I initially thought when I went back and watched. I was like, still looks hesitant. He still looks not sure of himself and things like that. But week two, he was much more. You can tell he still has the giddy up, right? Like you can tell Jalen still can't turn it around with the quickness. He has to get the steam going. But when he gets the steam going, he can get there. You know what I'm saying? He can get there. Brian says J-Ron Curse is the most impactful. My guy Tuck says, does this throw a wrench into Neil? Does what throw a wrench into Neil? And then I'll, I can, I'll, I'll answer that for you. AJ said, common sense is a superpower now. <laughs> well, I think what it is, AJ, everybody has, has an opinion and, and one, everyone wants to be the smartest person in the room. I was watching, I wasn't even watching, it was a clip that came out from um, that FS1 show. Speak for yourself. And this is why, like, and I don't mean to say just watch us, but seriously, man, if you're looking for Cowboys content, don't go to these places because they're not, they're just going to give you the low-hanging fruit and try to be the smartest person in the room instead of just talking about what is and really diving into the tape or diving into what makes sense. Marcellus Wiley went on this weird rant about there's more questions coming out of the Cowboys game from uh, Sunday. They didn't win this game. Chargers blew it. Um, the Cowboys need to play Tony Pollard more than Ezekiel Elliott. The reason why they're they're the same old same is because they're not making the running back switch. What? It was it was ridiculous. Go on their, their Instagram if you want to give them a, a view and listen to that crap. It's it's nuts to me, man. Like, what are you talking about? That's why I always say, Stephen A. talking about invite somebody on. Listen, you, you can talk about basketball. You can talk about these other teams. If you want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, I'll go toe-to-toe with any of y'all. Any of y'all. Because I actually watch and study my squad where you're just you're just skimming through it. Do you listen to music or do you just skim through it? I go toe-to-toe with any of them dudes, man. Uh, 785, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Not much, brother. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I was I was going to say in the chat. So you mentioned about the the big nickel situation with oh, Jaylen Curse starting to merge. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. You can't hold on, Tuck. You can't come up here and talk about so what's going on, guy. Let me talk about Jay Rocker. You got to tell. Come on, <laughs> man. This is my guy. This is my uh, bro. This is Jay Tuck yeah. in the building. Man. <laughs> what's up? What's up, man? Yeah, it's, it's it's there early, man. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, man. I I, I, I was going to type in the chat, but not going to be too much. Let me just call in real yeah. quick, man. So. Uh, you was talking about the big nickel situation and how J-Ron Curse is starting to emerge. I was like, so what does that mean for Keanu Neal moving forward? Because I felt like that was kind of supposed to be his role. And so I think what we saw yesterday, even though uh, Professor O posted that, you know, Neal's kind of middle of the road with the uh, with the snaps. Once Donovan Wilson comes back, like, do we transition? And we have three safeties and Neal and a linebacker on the field? Or does that kind of hurt Neal so- moving forward? So, so in my opinion, I think Keanu Neal is the nickel linebacker more than he okay. is big nickel, if, if that makes sense. Okay. So, so he's right, he's right, a, right. Like he's a linebacker. That's what he's going to be. Uh, and really, because of Michael Parsons having to play defense, and he had to be more than just your nickel linebacker on Sunday. He was your full time backer. He played the second most snaps at the linebacker position. So, right. I think what happens in in big nickel, right? If if this is everything's equal there's no bringing Micah Parsons down to play DE you'll have Micah Parsons Keanu Neal as your linebackers Demonte KZ Donovan Wilson and J. Ron Curse or Demonte KZ Malik Hooker J. Ron Curse 
That's what I think happens. So that I don't I don't think it jeopardizes Keanu Neal because I still again once once it got in my head that okay Keanu's a linebacker. We didn't know yet until it kind of got you know driven into us by Coach Quinn that all right y'all keep on bringing up safety but but he's going to play backer for us. Um, so I I, right. I believe him. I think he he is a linebacker's linebacker this year with the ability, if need be, to go back and play safety. But right now. I don't think they need them because the depth at safety is, dare I say, good. Right, yeah, for the first time in decades. So, Feels like it. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, and I feel like the, with the safety play, man, they're actually out there making plays. You mentioned about Casey and also Kersman. So it's going to be interesting. I also want to chime in about this cornerback position because we know that, you know, Trayvon Diggs has been playing well. But this Anthony Brown situation, bro, how long do you think it's going to be until Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy and the staff finally address it. Do we think that – because I personally don't think when Same Kelvin man. Joseph comes back, it's going to be instant. It's going to be a while. So what what is it going to take to finally get them to make a consideration to move on from Anthony Brown? I, I hate to say it, probably an injury. I, oh, and no, I know you all probably <laughs> – you know, you're asking me for more, more in-depth analysis, but what really have we seen so far that says otherwise? Every time Dan right. Quinn comes out there to talk about Anthony Brown, the first thing he says is, well, you know, I mean, he tackles pretty well, except for that one play when uh, he you know, he threw the ball out there. You know, we talked about big co- – why is that the first thing that you talk about with Anthony Brown? I don't give a damn if he tackles well. Can he cover? Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Can he cover? And, 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 I, and I feel like that's, that's what happened, man. I felt like the game on Sunday bought Anthony Brown at least four to five more weeks, which is going to be unfortunate because – you know, I saw someone compare uh, Trayvon Diggs to to uh, Marcus Peters, and it's like you also got possibly another Marcus Peters out there in Kelvin Joseph, man. But you got to take into consideration these politics. We still haven't seen Maurice Kennedy really touch the field much, and so I feel like Anthony Yo. Brown's going to be a made man, and so have to really the levies will have to break before they move on from him. And that's and that's the thing you brought up, Maurice. This this is really why Tuck. I don't feel like just because Kelvin Joseph is coming back, I'm gonna keep it of Neef Buck. Maurice Kennedy's better than Kelvin Joseph right now, and he's not right, seeing the right. field. So exactly with Kelvin Joseph coming back, why should we as fans expect him to automatically just get inserted into the lineup over A.B.? Unless A.B. absolutely right. craps the bed the next three weeks or whatever. And even then, I, I don't know, man. There's, I don't know what's going on in that building. I know Anthony Brown wasn't horrible against the Chargers, right. but I don't want that to be the parameter, right? Like I don't want – average to below average to be okay i don't want hey you know at least right. he didn't suck today like that's whack give me somebody on the opposite right. side that can impact the game a b is not even close to an impactful player that's just real right exactly and you're, and you're looking at these other impactful players in the secondary and just that one hole you know it's just like it, it's frustrated the cowboys thing because i said maurice kennedy he's the player that earned a spot in camp and also in preseason. He did everything that he was asked to do yeah. and still not reaping any benefits from him. So it's like, I don't know, man, politics as usual, man. So I just want to chime in real quick, man, keep doing your thing. And we're definitely going to link up this weekend, man, out there in Dallas and do it big for the Philly game. Yeah, did you ever, did anything ever come through with uh, the place? No, nah, not yet, not yet. So I'm still working on I'm trying to find something for Sunday where we can all link up and watch the games, man. So if you find anything, we'll talk offline. Well, we'll, well Sunday, out, I can't – I'm going to be at Revolver, so I, I can't leave there. I'm going to be there throughout the whole game. But Oh, well, the game's Monday. 
Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're talking about you're yeah, talking about the I game. Can. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. The other games. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know, man. Yeah, we look. Cool. We talking about personal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Right. We were chatting up, man. Hey, salute to everybody in the chat, man. But yeah, like, good, good win, Cowboys Nation, and don't let nobody take this win last Sunday away from y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good win. It's a good gritty win, and it felt good to finally get through and be on the opposite end of it. We didn't have to score 30-plus points to win, so don't let nobody take that victory away from y'all. Absolutely. Enjoy it, but it's time to get, get ready for Philly. Absolutely. All right, Tuck, appreciate you. All right, man. Appreciate you, my guy. My guy, Jay Tuck. Make sure I give him a follow on YouTube and Twitter for real. Honestly, Tuck on Twitter is funny, he, and he's, he's more controversial on Twitter. So make sure I go over there on Twitter and follow him. Also on YouTube, Cowboys fans only. That's my guy. Uh, four, six, nine. what's up? Hey, how you doing? First time caller. Thanks for your time. Hey, thanks for calling in, man. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. So, uh, may I touch uh, touch in a little bit about the running back situation? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, man. We talked briefly about it yesterday, but we can dive into it a little bit more. I'm so sorry because I'm working, so I just jumped in. I'm so sorry. No, no, um, no, so you good, man. Home. Don't ever be sorry to call in and talk. Whatever you want to talk about, man, it's your world. Yes, sir. So, um, first off. I don't know why people are trying to pick, choose sides between Pollard or Zeke. This is a great problem to have right now, that we got a, a thunder and lightning type of thing. Yep. Like, we need to be happy, excited about this. The money situation, it is what it is. We can't do nothing about that. All we can do is be excited about this. They're going to get their touches. Zeke's going to have his game. Tony's going to have his game. Let's just have fun with this. Let's be excited about this because we may have this for another one or two years, contract-based situation, who knows. But let's be happy about this. Um, I'm 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 tired of our fellow fans getting upset or picking sides. Like, who cares? We're winning. They're getting the ball. Let's make it happen. Um, yeah. Next off, um, about the Michael Gallup, if another situation there. This to me is going to be a make or break situation for him. As far as him being now, they're gonna the Cowboys going to see, hey, we can really use him because we're really missing him for the next few games, or hey, we're actually doing really well without him. Not saying we're going to move away from him, but they have a better idea now since um, Wilson is getting uh, some touches now too. So they're going to – I think they're going to – this is going to be the best uh, situation for Gallup either, hey, either I'm going to move on next year or they really need me on this team. Yeah, I, I've been trying to talk myself into the Cowboys re-signing Michael Gallup. I, I just can't see any franchise, you know, allocating that much money and resources to that position. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you got C.D. Lamb and you got Amari Cooper uh, on the team where you can go into the draft and get a talented young rookie to play that third or fourth option, right? So I just I just don't know if it's smart. Even though I love Michael Gallup, man, he just might be caught in A, a numbers yep. crunch, and B, just uh, yep. philosophical reasonings. Like, that's just – it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Um, if you're a good drafting team, you should be able to draft a, repl- a wide receiver three. Like, that's – 100%. I'm just being real honest with you. And I think he deserves it. So, like, to, to be a guy that could be that number two receiver on another team. So, for sure. It's not on Michael Gallup. It Gallagher's may just not be this team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a yeah, lot of money. I agree. 100%. It's going to be a lot of money, man. Oh, 100%. 100%. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, that's really at, at what I had on my chest. And uh, I appreciate listening. And uh, I'm going to keep listening to you. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you calling in. And uh, feel free every time. All right. You take care. You too. Uh, Tizzy said, "Did Jordan Lewis silence his critics?" I'm a, you, the word, the word right there for Jordan Lewis is silence. 
like it just feels like Jordan Lewis just doesn't pop up in conversations anymore. Pre before the season and the Bucks game because of the pass interference and then he got a touchdown scored on him. But even then it was like, oh, Jordan Lewis is cool. Jordan Lewis is what he is. He is a uh he's a cornerback that you can have on your roster, right? But I I'm I'm not how can I put this? I don't think he's an impact corner either. I think he's better than Anthony Brown, but he's a CB3 type of guy, in my opinion. I That just is what it is. This is, this is old news on this channel. Um, I think he should obviously be playing over AB, social Kennedy, but he's, eh. I don't know if he's silencing any critics. I mean, he is what he is at this point. Now, if Jordan Lewis goes out there and he's just getting a ton of PBUs, interceptions, and he's just locking up dudes, he'll silence this critic. Sure will. And I'll come right on here and tell you. <laughs> I'll come right on here and tell you. Uh, speaking of Jordan Lewis, he's part of the unit that is helping this Cowboys roster, um, our Cowboys team lead the league in uh, turnovers. We talked about it, right? They're number one with six. They really should have seven. Of their six turnovers, five of them have come from the defensive back. To me, the reason why that's like is because that never happened. That never happened with the Cowboys. Even the interceptions, the interception leaders, when it was like, you know, more than two, it was coming from Sean Lee and Bruce Carter. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't coming from safeties. It wasn't coming from uh, uh, the, the cornerbacks. Right now, Demont- of the five turnovers, Demonte KZ is responsible for an interception and a forced fumble. Diggs is responsible for two interceptions. And Lewis is responsible for the interception, uh, which was at the end of the, the play. Now, those four picks, or those four turnovers, not including Lewis, were all great plays made, in my opinion, by these guys. KZ punches the, or gets the ball out on Godwin in the red zone. The interception that KZ had, and, and I, I wish I, I'll pull it back up here just so y'all can watch. It's at the end of the, the thing. But the interception that he had at the end of that third quarter, I think it was, if you watch him, He's playing in the middle of the field, but because of his instincts, which is why I care about instincts more than speed, he peels off of that tight end and breaks on Justin Herbert's pass to Keenan Allen. Now, Keenan did slip, but it didn't matter. Like It didn't matter. KZ was going to get to that ball, and he gets the interception. And, it, and then Diggs. This is this is amazing play being made. These aren't accidents. Same thing with the interception against the Bucks. That wasn't an accident. He peels off of his the wide receiver, his man responsibility, because he sees a screen coming and he puts himself in position to make the play. So that's why you won't find me talking about fluke. You won't find me talking about, oh, you know, these are just happening. No, man, these are being forced, and it's, it's something to be excited about moving forward. 469, what it is, what it do. The one in the, my guy, Twan, what's up, man? Oh, my bad. Go ahead. How did how did this dude Diggs slide to the second round? I, like seriously, looking back, because he's the best cornerback out of that draft class Simple. so far. That like, come on, drop, like, come on. like he, I don't best cornerback so far, honestly. Yeah, I, I found it interesting that AJ Terrell, like when the, when the Falcons passed on CD Lamb for AJ Terrell, I'm like, for AJ Terrell. Like, I mean, I know he's a young cornerback, but I'm like, Diggs is better. In my opinion, he was better. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know how he fell to the second round, bro. 
Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I think Diz got a chance to be elite. Like, if the way – because here's the thing. People really, really don't really understand this. Last year, dude could have really gone to the Pro Bowl if he caught all those interceptions. Because all those interceptions touched his hand. He just couldn't finish the play. Diggs had two picks. He could legitimately have five or six. <laughs> yeah. Think about this. Like, he has five interceptions in 14 career starts. Yeah, that's hard to do, especially at the pro level. Yeah, that's real hard to do. So, yeah, I think Diggs is going to be special, and I like the way he's playing. Another thing I kind of want to talk about is I don't I don't know what to do with the safety, man, because I, I didn't expect Javon Cuss to play like that. He was all over the field yesterday, and he should have had an interception. That still blew, like, blew me. Like, how the hell he, did he not? Like, come on. He could have had two interceptions, by the way. but Yeah, two. But, yeah, um, my question is before I get out of here, when are we going to really see – my boy, 25, Nation right, man. I really want to see him, bro. Because Anthony Brown need to go. I was pissed that Mike Williams caught that lunge into the end zone over that weak-ass tackle that Anthony Brown gave. I was like, ugh. No. Yeah, I don't know, man. We, we just talked about it with Tuck. I, I think they're just going to ride with A.B. until possibly an injury. I, 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 it's it's confusing. I, I don't even know what to say, man. I really don't. Like, I'm not trying to get on A.B. every time, but it's obvious now, right? Even to A.B. supporters, it's obvious that He's not the guy. Yeah, he's the weakest link on the defense. Anyway, man, that's all I really have to say. Oh, shout out to LVE too, my boy Wolf Hunter back uh, the sack. But yeah, that's all I really wanted to say. Uh, I appreciate you taking my call again. That's always great show. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. He said shout out. He said shout out to LVE. Shout, LVE thirty seven snaps. His snaps were extremely impactful. He had uh, seven tackles, two tackles for loss, the sack. Some pressures, and he got held twice. I'm, I can't remember if both of them got called, but I know one of them for sure got called. So his 37 snaps were super, super impactful. Um, but like we thought, me and Jesse were talking about it pregame, we felt that they were going to try to get Eckler on LV and Eckler on um, Jalen Smith, and it happened, and, and they were successful in that. And Eckler really would probably was more successful in the passing game than he was in the ground game outside of that first play. My guy Mel said, Diggs is by far best corner. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. But Mel, I, I don't know if you caught me earlier. I said, I never got a chance to, to keep going back and forth with you on Twitter. I agree. He does. He Right now, he feels more Marcus Peters, which are we complaining? Marcus Peters is a Pro Bowl cornerback, makes big plays. But yes, sometimes he can give up the big plays. Um, it's because he has, he has an anticipation. I don't want to call it an issue, but he wants the ball. And it's hard for me to complain because he really wants the ball. Where he where he kind of gets me a little bit worried is when he's not filling up on his man and he relies on his length. It happened to him against Keenan Allen. He's playing that trail technique. He slept. He fell asleep. I don't know why, but he fell asleep. Then he tried to rely on his length. He tipped the ball. But if he just literally kept running with Keenan Allen, that's not happening. And if you watch the play, another reason why I love KZ is KZ played the play correctly. He played the play correctly. The ball snapped. He's playing his quarter of the field. Um, He has two guys he has to decide. Am I going to give help on the inside? Am I going to give help to Diggs? He chooses the inside because he believes Diggs is going to use the sideline as his his defender, his extra defender. That way he can give the slot guy help as the slot's playing trail. Well, Diggs slows up. Uh, KZ gives the middle field help. And he has to beeline it back once he sees that the ball is going that way. And Diggs kind of fell asleep there. So there's those things that he has to clean up. But again, just like the victory, I'd rather him you know, come out the game 
not giving up a touchdown, getting an interception, and still having things to look at on, in the film room saying, all right, I got to be better, right? I got to be better here. 351-999-3787. We'll get a few more calls here if we can before we wrap up this thing. Uh, my guy says, I'm not complaining. I, I hope it didn't. No, 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 Mel. You didn't come across that way, brother. You didn't come across that way. You actually made me go back and watch more films, so I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that because I was like, what am I missing? But the All-22 did show not just that one play, but there was another play that didn't throw it to Dig's side. They didn't throw it to Dick's side. Now, there was the Keenan Allen streaking across the middle towards the end of the game where Diggs was playing. I don't know. I really don't know what coverage that was. It looked like man, but he was playing uh, off and soft, and he allowed Keenan Allen across his face. Now, that's one of the hardest routes to, you know what I mean? That's a really hard route to cover, but it ended up being a big play. But there was one play nobody saw that's probably not going to go around on Twitter. Justin Herbert missed a massive opportunity I think it was to Mike Williams. Mike Williams hit Diggs with one of these. Looked like he was going to come in. One back out. Wide open. Diggs, if, if he would have went in, Diggs was right there on his ass, but he bit. Ooh, he missed him. And that was the play that Curse could have had another pick. So, still, though, I think he's a really good player. Training up to be one of the best corners in the league. He just has to get it together. Or has to get it all there. And he's young. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, JP says, Dick's arrow is still pointing up. Yes, that is scary. You're right. Uh, damn AB's 2021 Taco Charlton. That's an interesting comparison. I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean by that one, Aegon. Aegon, the first of his name. Shout out to uh, Aegon. First face is, how did Bohanna look on film? So that is so crazy you say that because I saw him tweet and that made me say, dang, obviously we haven't called Bohanna's name that much this year. So I said, let me go back and look at it. Big Bo. Big Bo is playing just like Brent Urban. They're doing exactly what you expect three, four interior guys to do. Take up double teams. Allow your running backs to run free or your your uh, linebackers to run free. They're not really being that impactful in the stat sheet. And I don't think they're relying on Bohanna and Urban to be pressure guys. That's more so also in the interior and Watkins and the defensive ends. So I don't think Urban or Bohanna have been bad at all. I don't I don't think they've been quote unquote great. They've been good. I think they've been good. It's a good question because no one's really talking about Bohanna. Shout out to Alejandro. She says or Alejandra says A to Z family and Cowboys Nation. We have to get Sky on first take. <laughs> Stephen A don't Steve. Listen, Stephen A. You can scream. You can holler. You can shout. I match energy if you want, but when it comes to the Cowboys, there's no, there's just no way in hell you can do. It ain't just me. It's a lot of people that I'll put up Cowboys fans. I'll put up against Stephen A. Now, some people really, they know the Cowboys. They can kind of talk about them. They don't know how to get it out. Some people can't talk, but they know what they want to say. There are some people that can go on there and match Stephen A. Blow for blow. Brian says that interior is much better and more stout than we've been for years. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so Aegon says he doesn't do anything and nobody wants him on the field. Okay. So that's what you mean by Taco Charlton A-B comparison. All right. All right. You, you ain't lying there. Nobody wants him. <laughs> Hector says, I'm late to the show, but did you get a chance to touch on the fact that Cowboys 
are inside the top 10 in red zone defense after two weeks. But but see, so here's the thing, Hector. That is really everything to do with the Chargers game. Right? And and if and if you've watched the pregame show or watched the show last week leading up to this, I full-heartedly believed that the Cowboys can have success on, in the red zone on defense against the Chargers because, A, they can't run down there, really. They don't run. B, uh, Justin Herbert utilizes his arm and tries to fit it in these tight spaces, and he can throw picks down there if the guys put themselves in position. Now, they had a touchdown, call back. That's on them. Illegal procedure. It's on you, bro. Uh, but that part of it, I'll give them... I give them kudos, right? Because they want they they did go one for four. I want to see more, right? I want to I want to see that carry on. Whereas you might be saying, Sky, why are you giving them kudos for the turnovers? Well, because the turnovers to me are a little bit more tangible, and they happen in all over the field. And on the on the flip side, with the red zone defense, they were horrible against the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aside from that, the turnover from KZ it very much felt like they were going to score another touchdown if they needed to, but they just needed to kick a field goal to win the game. So trending up because of this Chargers game, let's keep it that way, right? Let's keep it that way. Dexter says his boss man fat practicing. I don't think he's allowed to practice, Dexter. So what has to happen with the IR, I think he gets... It's so weird, the IR changed, but I think he can come back from the IR... And then he has to have like a week to get acclimated or, or be off. Somebody can help me out here. And then he can play. So once he gets acclimated from the IR, then he can start practicing. So I don't think he can practice on IR. Sky, do you think, T-Town says, Sky, do you think they bring up a wideout from the practice squad this week? Huh. Interesting. Is that, why, why would you think they should do that, T-Town? Unless you know some. Oh, Cooper. Uh, I think they'll have to if if Cooper is out. But that's a wait-and-see approach. Report back Friday. I won't even count Thursday because it's a Monday night game, but Friday, we'll know more Friday and, and ask that question again, T-Town. We'll see what's up with that. When does Gallimore come back, Jazzy Jeff? Shout-out to you, Jazzy Jeff. Gallimore is out according to, you know, the offseason, the, the preseason, five to eight weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So you probably see Gallimore back after the quarter of the game. So maybe week five or six. But again, are they going to say, hey, you're back, but let's give you a week or two to get right? I don't know. But it looked like he was on the cords and he was moving fine. And I believe it was just an elbow, if I'm not mistaken. So he could still kind of stay in shape. So look to see Gallimore back. And somebody asked about Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, I, I believe, is, is six weeks, right? That's Pup. He can't come back. He has, has six weeks, and then he has to get like a week or two, and then he can play. So don't expect Tristan Hill for a bit. Uh, appreciate you. That's why you're my number one source. Keep up. Oh, man, appreciate that, Hector. I, I'm not a source yet. I'm trying to get there. Well, I ain't a source yet, but I appreciate that, brother. Really do. Uh, Steven said, I'm glad they're getting all these backs up into, the, into some game time experience. Are you talking about the DBs? I agree. I agree. Yes, Keith M. brings this up here. This is interesting. Did you see number 32 wide up uh, wide and go on a go route? He's talking about Clement. So when Clement came in the game, I was like, whoa, that's interesting, 
right? And now I don't think he played a ton of snaps, but that just goes to show you that Kellen Moore, man, and I can't wait to go back and watch more of the offense. I told y'all I did all 22 last night and early this morning on the defensive side of the ball, and I'll I'll probably drop the footage of the KZ curse and digs. I'll probably drop that as a separate video for you guys, but I'm going to watch the offense today, and man, again, you got to be encouraged by Kellen Moore. I don't get how you can be like a guy that was so pissed off at Jason Garrett for the bland, vanilla, going through the same thing week to week, and then watch Kellen Moore's scheme this year where I think he has the, he has the most, his wings are spreading right now. He did a lot of really creative and cool things from TP and Zeke. I love that Pony Express. I'm going to keep calling it that. He has them out there at the same time. Corey Clement came out there, who was a receiving back, but a special teams guy, but can do things for you in that aspect. C.D. Lamb's lining up in the backfield. Man, it's... And then Mike McCarthy. How about this, y'all? How about this? Mike McCarthy comes out in the in his uh, press conference yesterday. Yeah, you know, I think Kellen Moore could be a head coach. What are you talking about? Nobody asking you about him being... Now, they might have asked him, but... I kind of jokingly said this to to uh, David Hellman. Yeah, Mike McCarthy trying to get Kellen up out of here. Because if Kellen keep cooking, right? Like if Kellen keeps cooking, and I don't, I'm not ready to put Kellen Moore as the head coach. I'd rather it be Dan, but, but it's tough. But if Kellen keeps cooking, the trend is to have an OC as your offense court or your, your, your head coach. What you think is going to happen? We talked about it briefly yesterday. Kellen could have been the Boise State head coach. He turned it down. Okay. Let Mike McCarthy slip up. We fitting to see Kellen Moore be the guy. Sean King, you believe Kellen Moore is a... Van- There's no way. Oh, brother. Brother, I totally disagree with you, Sean King. I, in what way is Kellen Moore Jason Garrett? Y'all know me. I push back. Let's talk about this here. If I'm wrong, I'll you know, hey, I'll, I'll admit that. But man, I, I watched, I, I literally, I watched probably the game too many damn on time, dang on times after the game, and I don't see that. Am I tripping here, squad? Am I tripping? Is Kellen Moore Jason Garrett? And I'm just missing it. Or you mean Jason Garrett, like he's going to take over Mike McCarthy? Cause I, I don't see that, bro. Um, like Jay Tuck said, Romo even said it on the broadcast. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, Mike McCarthy wants Kellen out. He he know that heat's there. He probably, when he took the job, wanted to call play. And I don't mean to be a conspiracy guy. I just having some fun here. And he said, well, you know, uh, 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 Mike, we, we really, we really do like uh, 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 the babyface killer and Kellen Moore. So we, we think we're going to keep him on board. What Mike going to say? Well, you know what? I'm going to go and take this Jaguars job. No, it's America's team. It's Cowboys. All these weapons. He's going to take the job. He's going to take it how you can take it. All right, Mike, you better do something. You better do something. All right, so he's, so some people are saying he's trolling. And, and I'm not calling you a troll, Sean. We can disagree. I'm just not seeing where he's Jason Garrett. A mayor says he can't score in the red zone. Again? Let's talk about it. This year, that ain't been Kellen Moore's fault. Mm-mm. Now, maybe if you want to get on him on that one possession, like if you go two for three, 
it can't be perfect in the red zone. Two for three is good. Um, they were two for three against the Chargers in the red zone. And against the Bucks, that was execution. Kellen Moore dialed it up. That was execution. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop because it feels like that's the Cowboys thing. But right now, guys, you should feel good about him, man. You really should. You should feel good about him. Amir says, Kellen Moore's play calling seems to freeze up in the red zone. Now, I, yeah, I just explained that. Uh, if Kellen leaves, I bet he lands in Minnesota next year. I have no clue where he's, where he's going to land. Sheila likes that babyface killer. He's trending towards that. I'm not going to call him a babyface killer yet, but boy, he's getting there, man. He has some really cool designs. Um, yeah, or two days ago, really cool designs, especially in the red zone. Like I know y'all killing, well, Amir's killing him, but dog, he has some good, good designs down there. Yep, I agree, David. I agree. AJ getting back on defense. He says Parsons playing sniper this weekend on Jalen Hurts. He's going to get popped once by him, and it's going to, uh, and it's going to get it feeling. I'm not sure the rest. Boy, it's hard reading some of y'all stuff. <laughs> so basically, you're saying he's going to play the spy technique, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. I'm gonna see if I can get my guy on here. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell y'all yet, but I'm going to see if I get my guy out here. We can talk about a little bit of the Cowboys-Eagles game plan, start trending towards that and, and putting a bow. Today was basically takeout Tuesday. We're putting a bow on this Chargers game, uh, eating leftovers, eating takeout from that game, and we'll move forward. Tomorrow we'll probably do Cowboys offense against their defense. I think that's what we'll do. We'll see. And then Thursday, we'll do Cowboys defense against their offense. And then Friday, man, it's Feel Good Fan Friday. And we're going to jumble it all together like some gumbo. That's what we're going to do. Pontine says, what do you think McCarthy would pick for OC if that happens? Himself. If Kellen Moore leaves, Mike McCarthy's going to be, you know what I'm saying? He's going to call the plays. Yeah. He might he might bring in McAdoo to be the OC, but I think he's going to call the plays. Julian and Ashley Garcia, what is your streaming time? So Monday through Friday, I am here every morning, 8 a.m. Central-ish. And then on game days, we're at Texas Live every game day, be it Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. Uh, and that varies on the start of the game. So, for instance, this Monday or next Monday, Eagles game, I believe, is 720 Central or 730 Central. We'll be on about 6, 620. So probably like 620. And always an hour before the game, and we literally take you all the way up to kickoff. And trust me, you don't want to miss it. It's fun. It's fun. Matter of fact, before we get out of here, let's show a few of y'all who have not seen this reaction to the game-winning kick. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, we we, we have a lot of fun over there um, at Texas Live. And uh, this is just this is just a little bit of what happened, <laughs> what goes down over there. This is me throughout the damn game, man. Sometimes I need to calm down, but it is what it is. I guess the sound went off on that. <laughs> I know I ain't the only one, so that's why I feel better. Y'all, y'all have confirmed that to me, that I'm not the only one that does this. 
So like Jesse said, hey man, if you if you come to the if you for anything, if it's not gonna be the game, come through just to have fun with us. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, man. Let me get on up out of here. Press this button here soon, man. Pre- oh, already dropping the fire emotions. Appreciate y'all, man. David C says, great content, Sky. As always, you're the man. Now y'all are the men and women. I always say that, man. David says, I stand up on field goals too. How can you not? You know hear I me? Mean? I stand up on field goals. I stand up on third downs. I stand up in the red zone. I can't sit down. I just can't. It is what it is. Clutch Sports says uh, good stuff. Hey, man, I checked out your, your your pod yesterday, man. Salute to you. And salute to everybody that's really getting into this pod game, uh, live streaming and stuff. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's definitely not easy. So I appreciate and respect the grind. My guy Jay Tuck came through earlier today. Play a little bit of this on the way out. Jay Tuck came through. He has a great podcast uh, or show, Cowboy Show on YouTube. Uh, Professor O is on a show with Star Gang sometimes. Shout out to the community. Really good community, Cowboys community, man. And like I said, I'm just trying to start off your days with Cowboys. News, updates, shows, things like that. And I say show and I emphasize show. I want to put on a really good quality show every time I come out here, just in case somebody's watching that's never seen it. And also to keep that standard up for you guys. You guys that come through here every morning or come through here every evening or come through here every game. Look, we got a call on the way out. That's why I love y'all. One more. We'll let you rock 410 and then we're going to get out of here. 410, what it is, what it do. 410. 410. You got, you, hey, you got you got about five seconds. What up? For, what up? Who this? Hey. Hey, this is Beasley, yo. What's up, Beasley? What up, Phil? Send us out, Beasley. What's going on? Hey, man, let me tell you. Cowboys, man, I, I'm loving everything I saw last night. Huh? And, but what I'm saying, my biggest problem, my only, my only problem mm-hmm. is the big plays. The big plays we're giving up. I mean, we'll get, we'll, we'll play tough. The, for three, for two downs, and then we give up the big play. I uh, mean, can you talk to me about that? I think that's that's a fair criticism for the defense right now. They they gave up a lot of chunk plays. Um, I will say this: a couple of them were on scramble drills, right? Where just the pressure was so great on Justin Herbert that he was scrambling out and having to make a throw and he he found somebody you you can't cover for five to ten seconds in this league and I'm exaggerating on 10 but um yeah that's something they do have to kind of get under control and at at least this week it wasn't a big play for a touchdown whereas in the Bucks game I did did notice I did notice a couple trail plays that um like like for instance um Diggs was running a trail play when somebody's over the top yeah that was probably that's the uh, one yeah, that's and the that's one the one I'm talking about. Like, like, like he's trailing, but I, I, I well, that was more on like, Diggs to me. I think that was more on Diggs than it was KZ because KZ, yeah, had, yeah, it, it was so. a two, yeah. It, yeah, it was a two for one. Like KZ had to make a decision on the, the the slot guy or the wide guy, and if as a safety you you're thinking, okay, Diggs has the sideline to help him out, and and I need to help the middle of the field where my slot guy is technically playing the trail technique. I don't think Diggs really was, was supposed to play that trail. 
I think he fell asleep right. at the wheel and he got bit. Right, right, right. I think he was trying. I think he. I, I don't think he fell asleep. I think he more so like um. He didn't think he, he was, was trying to get. It, he didn't I think, think he that was, Herbert uh, was going to throw the ball, brother. He didn't. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the main thing. But I I think that yeah, like you said, he didn't he didn't think he was going to throw the ball. But at the same time, he didn't think. I mean, he he was there, but he didn't he didn't realize how far he was off of. Yeah. Um, and that's why I exactly he didn't. That's what worries me about Dick sometimes is I need you to you need to fill him. You know what I mean? Like you Absolutely. can you can fill him. You can't make a penalty, but you can fill him to see where he's at. When you can't fill the guy, we're not filling, then we're not on him. If you fall asleep or if you slow up, you're done. You're toast. And he, Keenan Allen's not fast. That, so. right, absolutely. Now, do you think that there's something that he could correct? Oh, yeah, 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 for like, sure. I mean, I'm talking about uh, w- I'm, I'm within the recent, you know, the games here. Like, Diggs is um, fine. Diggs is fine. Uh, you know, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about Hurts. Or you know what I'm saying, or, 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 well, or Jones, or well, you know I'm not worried about them trying to make that throw because that throw is one of a kind. Ain't too many, ain't too many quarterbacks is gonna make that throw. Yeah, that was an amazing am throw I, because no, that was that an, was an amazing throw. What well, was an amazing throw because he was in that pocket. But if if we're going week to week, last week Jalen Hurst was going deep. Uh, didn't work out that much, but it was a couple plays where he was close. So so. Diggs can't fall asleep, and definitely against they got speedsters, Jalen Rager and and, right. and and White. I think it's it's a White. I can't remember the guy's name, but um, they're fast. And, and again, we'll we'll talk about that this week. But can't fall asleep at the wheel. That's all. Don't worry about Diggs. Yeah, no Diggs doubt. is good to go. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I got it. Oh got it. Hey man, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate yeah. you. No problem, man. Hey, way to send us all out, right. brother. Appreciate you. Yep. Yep. All right now. Now we can continue to finish out and drop these fire emojis and head on up out of here. I'm going to press this button. <laughs> hey, man, I love y'all, man. Y'all the greatest. All right, guys, tonight, make sure y'all come back. NZ Sports Prime Time. Mauricio Rodriguez will be in the building. He's doing such a great job, in my opinion. Also, head on over to AtoZSports.com slash Dallas. I did drop my article, so check that out if you guys want to. Maybe I'll put it in the description here. So you can go back and take a take a look. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good day, man. Peace. That's so funny. You jumped in here, Jeff. <laughs> You're exactly the person I was talking about earlier. I'm about to holler at you. I won't make.